0: Well, you ready to get into the word. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this day and we especially lift up mothers to you. Uh, We thank you, Father, that uh, you instruct us, that you have helped us um, even, Lord, throughout our lives. And even now that some of us are grandmothers or great grandmothers, you still help us to uh, be an an encouragement to our children, our grandchildren, great-grandchildren. We thank you, Lord, that um, you give us prayers for them. You give us love and encouragement for them and uh, that we can continue to impact and influence their lives toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, I've thought about uh, our, our Gulf Coast Convention, of course, was Heritage of Faith. And I think, uh, that that was so beautifully came across in just about every service um, and then today I was thinking about heritage of you know just the love of God that has been put in our heart through those uh in our past and especially today because of grandmothers and mothers and I thank God for uh, my family my grandmothers brought me to church you know they they all played piano in the the churches that they were in, different denominations, but all, you know, were playing and serving the Lord. Amen. And, uh, it just really was something for me, especially, you know, that they had me participate. I remember my dad's mother, um, we called her mother Steve. She would have, she would play the piano and have me come up and sing a solo at five years old <laughs> in front of the whole church, you know, and, uh, she was a charter member of that church and helped you know finance it and uh, still there in panama city the structure and all in fact we've had some services there in a, in a Gulf coast convention david loves it because it looks a lot like this one <laughs> and um and one day i was pray- Is it okay if i just share for a minute one day i was praying there um at the altar just by myself it wasn't a prayer meeting it was just some time i was taking with the lord and i said lord what about this building you know And I started seeing by the spirit of God, all the people who had been saved at those altars, who had been uh, prayed for. I saw the 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 weddings. I saw the bapt you know, had a baptismal in in the back. I saw all the baptismals. I saw the funerals. I saw the prayer meetings um The pastors ministering there, the evangelists that would come in and share as guest preachers. Oh, it really touched my heart. You know, there's something about a church that is so powerful and so beautiful, and it, you know, for decades and, um, uh, you know, we don't worship the building, but it's really interesting, isn't it, that it is God's house and things that take place in that in that house, the house of God. And I thank God for our beautiful building here. Amen. we just we do every day. We thank God for it. And so and then right before I get into the word, I want to uh, especially honor my mother in law today, Jerry Horton. <laughs> I love you so much. And uh, she's been more impactful in my life than she knows because way before David and I ever had our first, well, second date, <laughs> um, uh, she was so uh, beautifully, you know, in just influential through the ministry that she has um, in the areas, especially prayer and uh, how she can believe God and uh, such a healing ministry. And I could go on and on, but thank you for the heritage of faith that you gave me i appreciate it i never dreamed she'd be my mother-in-law but <laughs> that's just the cherry on the top of the sunday right amen praise god all right well let's get into the word this morning i'm going to teach a little bit today about honor oh yeah I get up here and start forgetting everything <laughs> uh we're going to teach a little bit today about honor And so we're going to start, of course, we have to mention Proverbs 31 because it's Mother's Day, right? So we'll just read a short verse there and then we'll go on a little further. So Proverbs chapter 31. And if you're not familiar with this scripture, sometimes we assume everybody knows everything. Uh, It's a beautiful um, description of a woman that uh, trusted in the Lord and everything she did was really powerful. If you read through and study it, it's just amazing. Uh, Some people say, well, I could never live up to that. But, you know, we don't have to do it in our own strength. We depend on the Lord to be able to do these things. And that's what she did. In fact, the the end of the verse says she feared the Lord. And um, so because of her reverence for God, she was able really to be, to excel in everything. But Proverbs 31 today, I just want to focus on this one verse. It's in verse 25. It says strength and honor are her clothing and she shall rejoice in the time to come. We sing that song, uh, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. And I think that's such a beautiful song. Um, even you know here we see she rejoices in the time to come. Uh, interesting, interestingly, in the uh, New Living Translation of this scripture says she is clothed with strength and d- dignity, honor. She laughs without fear of the future. Amen. She laughs without fear of the future. Now you know that's a that's a different stream, isn't it, to live yeah. in. Because so many people today, probably because of we're so inundated with bad news and this is failing and that's failing and everything's failing it seems like in the world's eyes. um, And you just turn on the news and you can see it and hear it. But um, there's a lot of dread because of that. And a lot of fear. What's gonna happen or the banks are failing and this is, you know, that and the other. But um, when you live over in God's kingdom, you can participate in this kind of laughter and joy of the future. Because the Bible says the path of the righteous gets brighter and brighter, not dimmer and darker and of more, you know, horribleness. So uh, I love that. She laughs without fear of the future. Strength and honor are her clothing. Now look at 1 Peter 2, 17. 1 Peter two seventeen, And this is a short verse, pretty powerful though. It says, honor all men. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. Just four sentences here, but I believe... It kind of can prick our hearts at times, because it says, "All men honor all men." Does that mean men of different cultures? Yes. Does that mean men of different faiths? Yes. Does that mean men that are you think are stupid or men that are mean? Or, and I mean mankind when I say that. Yeah, it means every person, right? Honor them. I remember a story, and my dad, thank God, uh, he taught me a lot about honor, and he taught my family a lot about honor. Um, and there was a certain time in his life he owned a, a business, his own business in Panama City Beach. We had a, a motel, just a family-owned motel. <laughs> and um, there was a, a office open that he was going to run for office and. There was some political. political office. There was some, uh, how should I say it? Evil evil works going on in our Imagine. government, our local government. There was uh, illegal practices. There was some drug running. There was oh, all this stuff. So my dad was gonna get in there and straighten things out. <laughs> well, next thing you know, they they are surveying our motel to see if we are, you know, everything is straight. And, they're, you know, in other words, they're going to try to find some dirt on my dad so, you know, he can't be successful in his endeavor. Well, they found out that the roof of our motel had it was three feet over the setback line. So they said we needed to tear it down <laughs> because it was three feet hanging over. So anyway... Uh, my dad decided he was going to pray about this. You know, that was kind of a attack on us, really. And uh, so he asked the Lord, he said, you know, what are we going to do here about this? And the Lord said, first of all, I want you to honor these men that are in office because of the position that they hold. Not necessarily their actions or their behavior, but because of the positions they hold. And one in particular who was kind of the ringleader I won't say his name, but um, he, the Lord told my dad, don't call him by his first name anymore. I want you to call him and I'm going to make up a name. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I want you to call him Mr. Brown from now on. If you're talking to other people about him or if you're addressing him, don't ever call him by his first name. I want you to honor him by calling him Mr. Yeah. Brown. So that was the first thing, and my dad did that every time he'd bring it up in a conversation. Now, it wasn't easy for him at first because this guy was like a criminal, you know, and, uh, on, on the attack on our family and our business. Right. But because of that change, uh, it changed my dad's heart toward him. And we're, we're listening as children and, and hearing all this. So, um, the next thing you know is uh, we had a smaller motel and a larger motel. And the the larger motel was the one that had the, the three feet encroachment, roof encroachment. And then there was an easement between the two. And so the Lord said, tell them that you will tear down the small motel and give them the easement on the other side if they'll let you have all your property together. And... Um, so he presented it to Mr. Brown and they agreed, which was the best thing that probably could have ever happened to us because the other 10 year, the 10 unit motel was very, very old and needed to be redone anyway. And so we got our property all together and we were able to add on to the larger hotel, which made a lot more money with a lot yeah. better suites and all that we were able to build. So praise God. Amen. I do believe that if he had bowed up against these men and not showed the honor and not gotten the respect and really the wisdom of God in all that, I think it could have been a fight to the end (laughs) because they were serious. It it had I mean, we were on the front page of the paper, Shalimar Plaza Motel, and it was like my dad was trying to take over the beach is what they said. (laughs) So it was a, a, you know, an attack. Of the enemy, really, and you know, all along, my dad's tithing and giving to the church and supporting the church, and was a big supporter of our church. So we know where that comes from, right? The devil trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But anyway, it just is. It's interesting to me. It says honor all men, and then it says honor the king. Of course, we don't have a king today in our country, but we do have a president, and we do have a vice president. Amen. And they might not be your choice. They might not be your favorite. They might be. I don't know. But we have a responsibility to honor them because of the position that they're in. And to pray for them. And sometimes it's not easy to pray for somebody that you just totally disagree with, with this, that, or the other. But really, that's the time, I believe, that we should pray the most for our president. Amen? And uh, it's easy to pray for the ones you like and not so easy to pray for the ones that you dislike. (laughs) I mean, that takes a little more love of God in us. But that love of God is unconditional love. Amen. And uh, I have seen presidents that I have disagreed with in the past that did some pretty good things for our country. (laughs) You know, just to be real honest, they did some really good things for our country. And I have... Known presidents that I really, really like that did some things that were not so good for our country. So we need to pray for those who are in leadership. The Bible says pray for those who are in authority. And does our president Biden have authority? Yes, he does. Does our vice president have some authority? Yes, she does. Amen. And so we're to honor them by praying for them and uh, holding them up before the Lord for wisdom and guidance and uh, to honor the position that they're in, Amen. Amen. Praise God. I hope I don't get hate mail over that, but I don't care. It's the truth anyway. Praise the God. I had a I have a friend that's black. He's a pastor and pretty powerful powerful church. And uh, we went to one of his services uh, when President Obama was president, and of course he prayed for President Obama. And my friend leaned over and said. Is he just praying because the president's black? And I said, no, he's prayed. I've known him for years. He's prayed for every president that we've had. Amen. Doesn't matter what color, doesn't matter which, uh, party, Democrat, Republican, he prays for them all just the same. Amen. So, uh, that's another way to, uh, take that example of honor and incorporate it in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. Love the brotherhood, fear God, which means, you know, honor, respect the Lord, of course, and honor the king. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at Romans chapter 12. Are you with me? Yes.
1: yes. <laughs> Good. Haven't
0: gone, home. <laughs> haven't gone home. Okay. Romans 10 verse, uh, I mean, Romans 12 verse 10. Romans 12 verse 10. Be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another. Preferring one another. Um, The Amplified says giving precedence and showing honor to one another. And uh, I believe that this is really interesting too because the world has gotten a little selfish, you know, um, self-seeking, self-absorbed, and really tense have you noticed <laughs> david and i were talking about it yesterday we were running some errands and it seemed like the traffic people in traffic were really mad or something and even people walking down the sidewalk yesterday one one of them was yeah. really upset and so uh you know i think many times we get yeah. we get selfish and not thinking about others and the bible teaches us to think about other people yeah and here it says even to prefer one another. That means even give the other one preference in your life. Yeah. And I love the um, you know, uh, manners because the Bible tells us to have manners. And I believe in using manners, it really is a consideration of other people. And I enjoy when my husband opens the door for me Because, you know, it doesn't mean I can't open the door for myself. (laughs) I don't take it like that at all. I actually take it as he is honoring me as his wife, which is a beautiful thing to me. I can't imagine any woman being upset when a man's opening the door for her. Because it is simply uh, an action that says you're preferred. Amen? It's almost like you would think if the Queen of England, which we have a new queen of England. If she walked in the door, you would open the door for her, hopefully, right? right. Um, Not because she's not able to do that, but because you're preferring her. And I believe that that's a beautiful thing. And honor is really a type of and a pathway to integrity. So it all runs together. Um, Also, in just getting to the spiritual side of this, uh, I love what Our mentor, Brother Hagen, um, Kenneth Hagen, would teach us talking about preferring one another spiritually is that um, he would always say, you know, if you have something by the spirit of God and someone else has something, prefer them. Defer to them. Yeah. Allow them to move in the spirit or sing in the spirit or lead the prayer meeting. Or or if there was you know, several people that were available to preach, allow the other piece of the person to preach. Amen? You don't have to preach all the time. Prefer one another spiritually. If you know that there's someone in the congregation, like my mother-in-law, who can pray up a storm, I would defer to her if I had a healing line today. I would say, Jerry, we come... Pray for these people because of uh, the anointing and the power of God on her life. Amen. Amen. And so you recognize these things and honor someone by preferring them. And uh, I think it just brings about a tremendous anointing that's available for people's lives when we do that. Does that make sense? Amen. All right. Look at Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. And uh, verse 1, we know this one because we taught it to our children. It says, children, obey your parents Amen. in the Lord, for this is right. Isn't that something? Something that's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Something the right thing to do. Obey your parents in the Lord. Now, are they just going to do that because that scripture right there says it? No, you're going to have to teach them that, <laughs> right? You're going to have to teach them how to obey you. And what that means. Then the second thing they need to learn is honor. Verse 2, honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. So there's a promise that goes right along with that. This is not just to keep your children underneath your foot and keep them quiet. It's uh, something that brings about fruit in their life. And what is that fruit? Well, it says that it may be well with thee, and that they us may, live long on the earth. It may be well. In other words, we'll, well think about what does well mean. Wellness. Wellness can be uh, free from sickness and disease. Amen. Wellness can be well off, which would mean provision, prosperity. Hallelujah. That it may be well. And that they will live long on the earth. Praise God. So there's reasons that we teach our children to obey and to honor. Now, honor there is more of an attitude. Because sometimes I know from raising my children that they can, they can obey you, but they can have a horrible attitude in the midst of the obedient act, right? Rolling the eyes, stomping their feet crossing their arms, marching off and not saying anything. Yes, amen. <laughs> she already knows. So uh, then, you know, you teach them not only to obey you, but the, the honorable way to do that with the attitude that goes along with it. Um, and that sometimes is, you know, a, lo- a process. It's a lot of work. My mother always, you know, we were Southerners. We were from Alabama. So, you know, part of that training and upbringing is you say yes ma'am and no ma'am and yes sir and no sir. And we go through this long process all these years of say yes ma'am. Well, my brother just didn't like, he didn't like being told that. And my mother would say, say yes ma'am. Why do I have to say that? Because (laughs) it's showing respect. Well, I always have to say that. (laughs) No, you won't always have to say that. Well, how long will I have to say that? (laughs) She would say, until you're 18, you have to say yes, ma'am. And he goes, when I'm 18, I'm never saying it again. (laughs) This would be the the rigmarole that they would go through. (laughs) And so, um, of course, he came this week uh, to see my mother for Mother's Day and spent the birthday, because Jerry's birthday was Thursday. So uh, I noticed that he said, yes, ma'am. To Jerry and to my mother, <laughs> and he's 65. <laughs> so praise the Lord. Still showing respect and honor, Amen. right? Yes. Hallelujah, Amen. Um, so it does stick. You might not, you might not think you're getting anywhere with it, <laughs> and especially if you have an arguer like my brother would argue. But uh, I think it sank in, and most people who meet Keith really like him, and I can't help but think that that was part of the training that he received about honor from my mom and my dad, amen. Uh, So let's look at a couple more things here and then we will go. Um, uh, In 1 Samuel 26, we won't read this because you probably know this story, but it's just an example of honor. Uh, 1 Samuel 26, uh, we see that King Saul had uh, really gotten upset with David, a lot of jealousy mainly and envy, and so uh, he had gone after him, and was really trying to kill him, and so uh, there was a time where Saul and his army, they were asleep, and David snuck into the camp, and just clipped off a part of his robe, and took it to show that I could have killed you <laughs> very easily, but I didn't, so can we stop this war, you know, basically, and um, you you can see it there in First uh, Samuel 26. I believe it's verse 24, it says that um, he, he, he got so convicted that he even cut that part of his robe off because he said, this man, God anointed as king, who am I to even cut a part of his robe? And so then he ordered all of his men, I forbid you to do anything against this man. Because he is the anointed of the Lord. And um, I think that's such a beautiful uh, way to look at God's anointed. And I'm telling you, it's not just the fivefold ministry, pastor, evangelist, prophet, teacher. Of course, we know that uh, the Bible says show double honor to those who are in those positions. But you are anointed of God. Amen. His anointing is within you. And we need to respect who you are in Christ. We need to honor who you are and do you no harm. Amen? And so uh, as you look at that scripture, he said, um, don't do anything to him. And, you know, God was able to take care of what he needed to take care of without David getting involved and trying to kill that man, the the king. So uh, I have always just, uh, not always, maybe... Some of the time trying to be most of the time to back off and let God deal with people when they try to harm or hurt me and just say, Lord, you know, they're yours and you deal with them however you want to deal with them. I know you're merciful. I know your grace is sufficient for them. And whatever you think you need to speak or do or whatever. But I'm not going to touch them. I'm not going to talk ugly about them. And I'm not going to spread rumors or gossip or make up things or do anything. Amen. Because I see as their humanity, first of all, you made them. Secondly, if they're born again, they're your son or they're your daughter. And who am I to touch God's anointed? Amen. And I'm telling you, God can handle people if he needs to. I'm not, I don't mean harmfully. I mean, I've seen them born again and, and filled with the Holy Ghost and come back and apologize and think that's the best. Amen. <laughs> to see them, uh, just, uh, reunited with God and with his purpose. So, um, re- remember that the Lord can handle people. And if things need to be done, he said, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. Amen. That's the New Testament. Praise God. So whatever. Hallelujah. Uh, I love what Brother Copeland said one time. He said that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. He said, now, if you want to run up against that scripture, have at it. Now, that's an interesting way to look at it, isn't it? No weapon formed against me will prosper. So sometimes maybe that's where our prosperity is hung up. We've formed weapons toward people, you know, yes. and we need to just stop fighting and let, let the Lord fight your battles. Amen. Just stay humble and loving and kind. Um, Brother Hagan, what did he say, David? Something like, I don't care if they say I, I slapped my grandma. Slapped my grandma. <laughs> I'm not going to try to defend myself. Or <laughs> He said, I'm just going to go on and serve the Lord. Yes. And do what I know to do. Amen. Um, So then, uh, I think we've just about covered all this. But Proverbs 3.27 says, Give honor where honor is due. And so all that we do, I believe, on the earth, we need to check in with this very powerful uh, virtue that hooks us up, I believe, with integrity and with um, character. Um, I believe that it is a pathway also to favor with God and man. And um, so we'll check up on ourselves today. Uh, And just ending with a Mother's Day exhortation. You know, if you know a mother today, maybe um, it's not in church or something, you could still call her and say, you know, you're a wonderful mother. Just wanted to tell you how well you've done, encourage you today. I was thinking about you today in church, praying for you. No, reach out to somebody. Amen. It's a good day to do that because you've got an excuse to call them, right? right? And uh, encourage them. Praise the Lord. All right. Well, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord, that you are our Lord, our Savior, that um, we can certainly honor you today. And we do honor you, Father. We thank you that you have honored us by giving us your only son. And he died for us so that we can be raised into new life, into newness of life. And we thank you that we're born again. We're so grateful that we're new creatures today in Christ Jesus. The old things have passed away and all things have become new. That we can live honorable toward all men. And so, Lord, we thank you that you help us with this in Jesus' name. Amen, amen.